0: Hi, welcome to Colonial Williamsburg, past and present on history.org. This is behind the scenes, where you meet the people who work here. That's my job. I'm Lloyd Dobbins, and mostly I ask questions. This time I'm asking Tom Spear, and at Colonial Williamsburg, he's an historical interpreter at the Governor's Palace. Uh, I should know this, but I don't. How long was the Governor's Palace the Governor's Palace?
1: It was used from uh, approximately 1716 until 1780.
0: And uh, I I know the first two Virginia governors were not royal governors, but they lived there. How many royal governors were?
1: There were seven who actually lived at the governor's palace. Mm
0: -hmm. What was the... There had to be differences among them, between them how they lived, what rooms they used for what. So when I walk into the governor's palace now, whose governor's palace was it?
1: This is the home, the official residence of the last of the seven royal governors, John Murray, the fourth Earl of Dunmore, who came to Virginia in 1771 and was here for five years.
0: Did he have children?
1: He had seven children oh my, and his wife. <laughs> uh,
0: and a, a few maids to go along with that, I should Indeed,
1: say. Yes. Uh,
0: I guess, it's, did the governors make a difference who, as to who lived there and what it was like? And,
1: they did. Of course, their circumstances were so different from through the years and what they had to contend with. Uh, the first governor, Alexander Spotswood, one responsible for getting the palace built actually uh, had quite a tough time and the Virginians had him recalled by the king in 1722. So there was definitely tension at times, but many of them got along quite well. Lord Bottetot, the next to the last, was well loved by the people. We have a statue of him that remains from the 18th century that was made in his honor. Well, Dunmore started out pretty well, but he, uh, of course, fell in the opinion of the of the Virginians. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, it, it's tough to read Virginia history and not get that impression that he wasn't the most beloved man we'd ever <laughs> no. know. Uh, as people walk through and, and they see the way uh, Lord Dunmore had it, and they say, "What are their questions? What what do they, yeah. what I ask you?"
1: Well, of course, the first question when they walk in the front door is, why are all these weapons all over the walls? (laughs) And I have to remind them that that this is British tradition dating back at least to medieval times and continuing to this present day in 2007. They still have the weapons there. And they are, of course, a sign of power and authority and have given comfort to the Virginians through the years because they're to be used by the Virginians. Uh, And of course, we use them also after the last royal governor leaves (laughs) in a little different way.
0: In a a way he probably would not have had hoped for. Right. Uh, Do they ask about the people? Uh, The governors?
1: They do indeed. They want to know more uh, about what this individual is is like and, and what he's facing and about his family, his wife, and his children. And of course, we try to cover all of that, uh, especially on the second floor, because uh, that is family space, domestic space. Up there.
0: Yeah, I guess the same conditions apply in the White House. There is a family space above, and the ground space and and basement level are work exactly space. Exactly right.
1: Exactly right. And we try to emphasize that connection that you can get a feel for that too. Yes.
0: You had Bonnetot, who was a a very popular governor, and you had Spotswood, who was recalled, and Dunmore, who was essentially driven out. Uh, At least four others kind of in the middle there.
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, uh, They, uh, the others were uh, Governor Gooch, Governor Dinwiddie, Governor Drysdale, uh, Governor Fauquier. Well, three
0: of the four have counties named for them in Virginia. Yes, yes, yes,
1: they do. uh, Let's and see sure what uh, Gooch Dinwiddie, who uh, Drysdale, Drysdale, Fauquier.
0: Uh, well, Fauquier has a county name yes. for him, but Drysdale no county.
1: No, as a matter of fact, his time was rather bland, you might say, in Virginia. He he, uh, it was pretty of a laissez-faire type set up, and there wasn't really a lot of tension. So, kind of a quiet time. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, Dunmore had a county name for him at one time, and then they. Took that back. <laughs> took <it> back yeah. <laughs> and of course, Spotswood has uh, Spotsylvania County.
0: Now, Spotswood led an expedition to the western frontier. Well, the western frontier was about where Roanoke is <laughs> exactly nowadays. Right. But, but that was really quite famous, wasn't it?
1: It was. The Knights of the Golden Horseshoe. Mm-hmm. He got together some of the notables, and they had quite an expedition with all the amenities, and uh, he gave them Golden Horseshoes as, as remembrances of that and um, he was he was very aware of the importance of dealing with the indians and certainly and he was showing the potential of the west so he mm-hmm. took them to the edge to look across and, and start thinking that way and how we needed to start thinking about our defense out there also So early on he had that
0: but dunmore actually was uh at one point fairly early on in his office, as I remember. He was quite active in defense against Indians, was oh, he not?
1: Absolutely, and almost up to the very end, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he was. he That was a great uh, hope of his. Uh, as a matter of fact, he had met with a friend of his, Lord Shelburne, years before he came to Virginia, and they had discussed Dunmore being in, in the western parts of Virginia. Uh, he had claimed 20,000 acres for each of his sons out in that area which was restricted by the king. but uh, And he and, and Washington were pretty good friends because they both had that common interest in Western land. Mm. Uh, and he did in 1774, just uh, a year before he left the palace, he had personally led the Virginians out to fight and defeat Chief Cornstalk of the Shawnee out on the Ohio River. Mm. So he came back a hero. In, in the December of seventy-four,
0: which didn't last terribly it didn't long. Last
1: too long? No, it didn't.
0: Shows you how ephemeral that can be. <laughs> that's so true. You, you mentioned Spotswood and the Golden Horseshoe, and gave each of his companions. I have read somewhere that there none none of those golden horseshoes remain.
1: I think that's correct, as far as I know.
0: Well, I was, I was thinking if there was one, it probably would be at the palace. So if you don't yes, know so about it, I've never it,
1: seen one. So, I've been here 23 years.
0: <laughs> I would like just to see one, just to see what it looks I would like. Because in those days, they didn't do things halfway. I mean, it, it, if he had golden horseshoes made for them, they had to be pretty nice. Yes, indeed. He wouldn't have passed them out. I'd just like to see what it looked like. Who was the hardest governor on the palace? Ah. Oh.
1: The, as far as uh, working with the people or on the building itself, on the
0: building on itself, itself probably. Oh
1: well, or, or on its use, or right, right, running people through it, or I would, I would think that uh, Lord Dunmore, as far as I know, he made more use of it because he had expanded it. Of course, in anticipation of his family coming, uh, there was a good bit of money spent on the palace while he was there. We don't know just what he did. Uh, we believe we have some ideas uh, of, of his expansion, but uh, he uh, when he first came, he was here over two years without a family, and then they came and joined him six of the children
0: there were six kids you figure he'd build more bedrooms
1: exactly right exactly right and as we have are interpreting the palace today, focusing on lord well Dunmore we we specify where the various children were, including the third floor.
0: Didn't know there was one.
1: Oh, it was a very large
0: space, yes. There, sorry, my memory is not we as good as I thought it was. Up. When you look at the palace, it looked. Standing outside looking at it, normal person cannot see that as a home. That's true. That's true. It looks like more than where somebody lived. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the truth of the matter is, for the governors, that was home. It was indeed. It was indeed. Do we know how much it cost originally?
1: When they first began, the 3,000 pounds were uh, put aside, but that quickly was used up and they were adding more. Uh, Governor Spotswood supposedly put some of his own money into the project and he was accused by the colonists of lavishing away the colony's (laughs) money.
0: (laughs) Governors are always (laughs) accused of that. Exactly, exactly. Uh... Has the palace ever been used as anything other than a palace?
1: Yes, in the interim. Uh, Dunmore left the palace June the 8th of 1775. He didn't leave Virginia at that time. He went to the coast and stayed another year. But uh, in the interim, it was used uh, by the army. Uh, General Charles Lee of the American Army had it for a short time on his way down to, uh, to the Carolinas to fight. And he was commander of the Southern Army. And uh, so he was there for a while.
0: Wait a second. I just remembered something. And I'm probably wrong. Was the palace used after the siege of Yorktown as a hospital?
1: Yes, it was. Uh, In 1780, the capital had moved to Richmond. The governor, Jefferson, had moved up there. So the building was empty for several months. And then in the late summer of 1781, General Washington Took over the hospital as a, uh, as a, the palace as a hospital for his American sick and wounded from Yorktown.
0: It wasn't long after that, it wasn't long after Jefferson moved the capital to Richmond and Washington used it as a hospital. The palace burned, right?
1: Exactly right. As it was being used as a hospital, just oh, okay. two months after the victory at Yorktown, December the 22nd. 1781, it caught fire and within a few hours in the middle of the night was totally destroyed. So just wiped completely out? Totally collapsed. They used what they could, you know, what had fallen to the cellars. And of course, it was a wonderful treasure trove for our archaeologists as they began to rebuild in, in the late 20s, early 30s. The two advanced buildings survived.
0: But for most of its history, it was a home to somebody. Right, Seven royal governors, two, Home I guess, elected or appointed.
1: I don't remember. Oh, elected, elected by the assembly. Oh, okay. Yes, one year at a time.
0: Well, that's right, that's right. Right. Didn't trust them a whole lot, so didn't give them too much time to make mischief. And had term limits, too. Oh, yeah. After three terms. Uh, that's right. Guess what? Henry served three. Three. Then passed it off to Jefferson, Jefferson. who served two. Mm-hmm. And then Nelson I've yes. forgotten what he mm-hmm.
1: served. Yes. yes indeed, and, and you I know haven't... Henry later was governor two more times up in Richmond Oh really? Because you had to sit out a while and then you were eligible again and so as soon as he was eligible they elected him two more times
0: yeah yeah, it's uh, I know it's sort of ridiculous, but you get this sort of desire that the original Palace was still there even though for any intent and purpose it looked exactly like this one looks yeah, yeah. but you you'd like to walk around where oh, yes. where people walked before they were there but the palace is a lot of fun and so it's one of the things that people who come here if they go to the palace never forget it they'll be talking about that when they can't remember what the rest of town looked like but That's Colonial Williamsburg, past and present this time. Check history.org often. We'll post more for you to download and hear.